Okay, I don't know what's going on here, but Shane's got something up his sleeve for this cold open, so let's see what he's doing here. Whoa, how many home runs are you going to hit with that? Hmm, let's see. We play 30 games, 10 home runs a game. Hmm, I don't know, about 300? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Very close, Nick, is actually 3,000. Is he say 3,000? Yeah, that's the punchline because he can't do math. <laughs> uh, I never realized that. I honestly didn't know that. That's that's pretty great. And that's the beauty of Homer at the Bat, one of the episodes that we have been looking forward to since we started this series. Um, one that is one of the earlier episodes that leaves a huge lasting legacy for the guest stars, for the overall quality of the episode and the jokes, for the great story. It pretty much hits a home run, no pun intended, on everything that you can ask for from an early seasons Simpsons episode, right? <laughs> a home run indeed. Yeah, pun home intended. Um, yeah, this is a fantastic episode. And yeah, it's one of the best episodes ever made. And it's crazy how long the legacy and like how it still kind of affects day-to-day um, -day life, especially if you're a baseball fan. My dogs, of course, they're going nuts for this episode too in the background right now. But for instance, in the fall of 2022, Don Mattingly signed on as a, a bench coach for the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, of course, if you're a Simpsons fan, where does your mind automatically go when you hear the name Don Mattingly? It goes to this episode and Mattingly's sideburns and, you know, all throughout his the rest of his career, when he was managing the Dodgers, managing the Marlins, there are still people that will come up to him and talk about the sideburns. Same with Wade Boggs. <laughs> shave shave he, those. Didn't I tell you to shave those sideburns? Exactly. People will uh, yell uh, Lord Palmerston at Wade Boggs, um, like just randomly to this day. He still gets that and because all these players are still alive. Uh, so many people want to ask them about this episode. And so you want to just chat for a second about the kind of the lasting legacy of... Uh, sure. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy how this episode kind of came together because they had to basically no they weren't never together at the same time. None of the, like this whole team of, of players that Mr. Burns bring in, they were never together in the recording studio. They had to do it as each player was passing through playing the angels or the Dodgers in LA and kind of get their, their uh, lines that way. Right. So the fact that this is all kind of, pieces that come together to form this great big completed puzzle. Pretty astounding. There were some players actually that said no and probably regret doing so. Um, especially Ricky Henderson, Ricky Henderson. Uh, I know you're not really a, a big baseball guy, Shane, but Ricky Henderson was a, he talked to about himself in third person. He was a loud mouth, very good oh, baseball wow. player. Yeah. He, he, he played for the Yankees. He played for the blue Jays. He played for the Oakland days, most stolen bases in MLB history. I thought, I think he probably could have been pretty cool. Maybe in the role that, um, maybe Griffey played uh, in this one. Uh, he probably could have done something neat there. Uh, Nolan Ryan, the the fireballing right-handed pitcher uh, who was near the end of his career at this point, but still very popular. He said no. Uh, legendary catcher Carlton Fisk said no. And uh, the Cubs' Ryan Sandberg also said no. So those four, maybe, or who knows, maybe they don't regret it because they don't want to be bothered with you know, those, those quotes and stuff like that, that some of the others still get from the, the Simpsons fans. Um, there is one player who is renowned for being an ass off the field and who was also an ass in the recording. 
of this episode. Do you know who that player is? I do not. Uh, Jose Canseco, Mr. Steroids oh, himself. Him. Yes. Yeah. The guy who signs anything and does anything for money, um, him. So it's no surprise that he said yes because he got paid. But he was the only person who kind of gave the staff, the Simpson staff, a hard time uh, when recording his uh, lines. Um, Mike Sosha, though, uh, he was a guy, he, he absolutely loved the show. When they asked him, he couldn't believe it, and he immediately said yes. Ozzy Smith, um, another guy who said yes. And Ozzy Smith loved it so much, and he loved the overall story so much, that he wanted to come back for a second episode and hope that they would ask him back because he wanted to see how the writers would get him out of the mystery spot. Which is oh, uh, which is pretty cool. The, the fact that he's you know he's still um, he he can he he gets it. He gets like the humor of that, right? Um, this episode also has another instance of the Simpsons predicting the future because the whole thing with Mattingly and Burns feuding over Burns or Mattingly's sideburns. You'd think when Mattingly says right after that, "Oh, I still like him better than Steinbrenner," referring to then Yankees owner George Steinbrenner, that it would have been something between the two that caused like they're kind of making fun of it, right? They're parodying it. No, it actually happened the year after in 1993 Mattingly's feud with Steinbrenner over the length of Mattingly's hair. Cause even though I'm a Yankees fan, they have really stupid rules where you have to have short hair and you can't have facial hair aside from a diddler mustache. I don't know why that's mm. a rule. It's, it's just, you have to have that clean cut look and Mattingly's hair was getting too long and he actually did feud with George Steinbrenner over it. So that is another instance of the Simpsons kind of predicting the future. Um, the the talking softball song that we get at the end of the episode, that was a play on the talking baseball song and the writer of talking baseball, which was a very popular song years before got more requests and still to this day gets more requests to do the Simpsons version of the song because it was that good. Um, of course, in 2017, Homer would get a plaque in Cooperstown in the baseball hall of fame because of this episode. And not only is this episode amazing in the Simpsons world and the baseball world, but it directly saved two lives. Two people's lives were saved because of this episode, because oh. of the scene where Homer chokes on the donut and is saved by the Heimlich maneuver. Two people specifically remembered that when a friend was choking. In, oh, and performed the Heimlich maneuver. And they said, and they credited saying the first time I ever saw that, and remembered it was because of the Simpsons. So this episode literally Be on the lookout up. in this episode though, where there's a sign in the background of how to do the Heimlich maneuver. And it's a guy choking on an entire lobster. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> he does have, um, the full, uh, the full lobster. So there's so like the fact that up until, you know, 25 years later, you get Homer going into the baseball hall of fame. The players are still hearing about it. The, the, the talking softball song is still requested. And one of the most popular Simpsons songs goes to show the everlasting legacy that this episode has and will continue to have, um, very, very likely indeed. So I got a little, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious because I, I nerd out because this is the first real, um, time when or scenario when we have real life athletes uh, who are pretty well known, especially if you're a baseball fan. So I'm going to ask you something about these guys and uh, I want to see how many um, you can get. All right. So uh, sure. This should be uh, very interesting. Yes. And Shane's not a baseball guy. So let's see if I he do can not get... watch baseball. No, you, yeah. you, I think no, the you last can... time we were all at the game, I said, Oh, he scored. 
Yeah, you did. Yes, uh, I think the the exact thing you said. We were at a. It was June of 2019, and I think it was Mike Trout of the Angels who hit a home run. And I'm pretty sure you said, "Oh, did he score a home run?" Doing it, of course, tongue in cheek <laughs> to uh, to get yeah, under people's skin. Pretty bit, much, yeah. Which was nice. All right, you ready? I guess. Well, I don't know how yeah. you can be ready because it's impossible. Yeah, I have prepared I'm, nothing. I'm literally making this up off the top of my head. So the pitcher yep. in this episode is Roger Clemens, right? Okay. Um, Roger Clemens, two of his best years, he went back-to-back Cy Young Awards, uh, which is the best pitcher in, in – voted the best pitcher in, in the league. When he won back-to-back Cy Young Awards in 96 and uh, 97, what team did he do that with? Uh, hmm. Uh, who do I don't, o- don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. First team that comes into your head? I don't know why it's Red Sox. Oh, he, he had just left the Red Sox. He was actually with the Toronto Blue Jays. He had ah. the two best years of any Blue Jays pitcher, but he might have been on the juice, so who knows. Uh, Mike Sosha, who tragically – well, it's never actually shown that he dies, but he's dying in this episode. Uh, he managed uh, a team for a very, <laughs> very long time. Oh, man. Sorry, the visual. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're getting the visual. So am I. Managed a team for a very long time uh, in the AL, um, based in California. He won a World Series with them in 2002 as their manager, and the team had a monkey that they were famous for, the old rally monkey. What team was that? Uh, the the Mets? It was the Mets. Very no good. Way. No way. Was it really? It no, it was the Angels. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, no, they, I said California <laughs> team, so that, was, that, that should have given you at least a couple of teams to choose from. But you went the opposite side. Oh yes, side that's of true. You did say California. Yeah, indeed. All right, I'll hit you with uh, with two more. All right. Um, I guess. So I'm sorry to all of our listeners that actually watch, watch baseball. Yeah, but you know what? Some of these are pretty okay. Well, let's go to Don Mattingly, Dandy Don Mattingly, uh, one of my all time favorites, um, a great leader, a captain on the field, uh, excellent ball player, but back problems killed him. Um, not literally, obviously, because he's now with the Blue Jays. But what team did Don Mattingly captain and play for for his entire 14-year career? Uh, the Indians? Uh, no. That would be, as I said, one of my all-time favorites, my New York Yankees. Uh-huh. The last one, let's see if Shane gets this one, all right? So Ken Griffey Jr., you know, right? Like he's in this episode, he gets he suffers from gigantism. He didn't understand the line of. <laughs> <laughs> I know you get the visual right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he didn't understand the line that he was given when he was drinking the tonic of the party in his mouth, and everyone's invited. He still did it. He was still a really good sport. Um, he was playing with the Seattle Mariners, one of the best baseball players who's ever lived. One of the, and in my vote for the greatest, sweetest swing in the history of baseball, Ken Griffey Jr. His dad also played. Uh, they actually played together for the Seattle Mariners. What was his dad's name? Oh, is it like a junior situation? So his it's name, like, well, well, his name's his name was Ken Griffey Jr. Right. So yeah, Ken Griffey. There it is. Shane goes one for four. Well, he gets the last. That one, one was a gimme. But thank you for that. I don't know. I thought I could maybe. I never uh, understood <laughs> the whole junior thing, but to each their own. I know. I don't I don't really get it either, but yes, Ken Griffey Jr. We're also going NCAA. against our intro, by the way. No sports. Uh, no raw. Know. Yeah, that's right. The yeah. KBBL intro. A lot of sports, but how can we not talk about sports on an yeah. episode like this? Kind of has to a little bit. So with all that context of 
the players, Ken Griffey Jr.'s dad being named Ken Griffey Sr., uh, the legacy and everything. What are you going into this episode with? I'm going with 9.5 with, I think, I think it's going to go higher than that after I'm done watching it. Yeah. This episode is littered with visual uh, gags as well as great sign gags, um, great like one-liners, um, throwaway jokes, uh, misdirect. Like this episode has it all. And the story is, I love the team up stories. Like I like the, um, you know, I like the B sharps. I like, uh, the hockey episode. I like the, um, uh, the bowling episode. Uh, I like when all the characters team up for a purpose, uh, and it's well-written. Uh, this episode's fantastic. It does have it all. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. This episode is our first perfect 10. I'm going in with a 10 out of 10 from this one. You just, you basically just listed why it, um, should be deserving of such praise. And I think that it really does nail every single one of those things that you just listed and does it so in a way that is absolutely perfect. This is our first 10 out of 10 episode. Uh, and if let's say you wanted to start from a point early on in the Simpsons where it's really, really, really good, this might be the point to start because, well, maybe not, maybe because then you'll be disappointed because it goes downhill in the next episode from what I recall. But I say it's a perfect 10 you say it has maybe the potential to do so. Let's dig into it. No more talking. No more asking Shane about baseball trivia that he doesn't understand. Let's get into Homer at the Bat. Ah, Homer at the Bat. I've been looking forward to this one for quite a while. But you know what I've been looking forward to even more? That's asking Shane what the top song was in the world in some country on this day that the episode aired. So this one came out February 20th, 1992. Shane, the top song in the UK, but they weren't related to William. Who was it? They were not related to William? No. Um. The, hmm. the song was Stay by Shakespeare's Stay? sister. His sister? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the... I don't think I've ever heard that song. Neither have I. It's by some weirdo named Syaban, or however you pronounce that. Uh... Tip kids or parents. Don't name your kids Cyaban. That's a dumb Yeah, uh, no, let's not do that. Show tell the Cyaban, so. Chalkboard oh, uh, gag was I will not aim for the head. But yes, Homer eating all those donuts is very much. You know, this is the first time we've seen Homer like really, really eat a lot of donuts. Yes, yes, it's true. <laughs> the scary thing is, is like, <laughs> there's the lobster. Got a whole lobster. <laughs> Softball doesn't matter if you win or lose, Lenny. Softball is getting hammered with your friends. Yeah, beer leagues are pretty much just getting hammered and playing ball. Yeah. yeah. And making that one good play that you talk that you, you make each year, you talk about for years to come. Giant glove. Springy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Death ray. What a start to this episode already. We're like 30 seconds in. Now this one, he's a, he makes a bat, right? Yes. But he can't build anything. No. I love... That's that's a Schwarzwelder joke right there, too, because he's the writer here. 
And when Bart says, what'd you make, a homemade bat? Oh, it's something very special. A homemade bat. <laughs> something told me this was a very special, very magical piece of wood that I could make a bat out of. <laughs> the football. On hold and set to work making the world's greatest bat. Oh, the visuals here are the bat. Yeah, it's good. When he starts putting the nails in it. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you need nails in a baseball bat? I would, you know what pissed me off though, as a, like when I played softball and stuff growing up, you can't use a wooden bat playing softball. Uh, even if you could, I doubt you could make one that, or rather use one that you made. There's regulation sizes. You might be able to make regulation size, but it would kill your hands. Like you can't do it. Okay, let's go over the ground rules. You can't leave first until you chug a beer. Say you play softball. Chug a beer at the top of all odd-numbered innings. So, and the fourth inning is the beer inning. Hey, we know how to play softball. Play ball! Attention all units, attention all units. Armored car being robbed at 50. Turn off the damn radio! And the next man wants to hit the ball, too. And he does. And there he goes off in that direction. And everyone is happy. I feel like that's how my wife would call the game. That's all right. Actually, she wouldn't sit there and watch baseball. No. <laughs> okay. when do we get the freaking guns let's let's pause it for a second here shane so what where are we at timing wise uh we're just at four minutes in basically we're, 405 we're four minutes in to this episode and we aren't even really at the main part of this episode so far we've had that great animation of homer eating the donuts the heimlich maneuver poster um the homer and bart conversation about making the bat homer's montage of making the bat which includes both the nails and the misdirection of him taking the piece of wood and he's shaving the <laughs> wood off in bed yeah to yeah. the baseball diamond the quick little thing about them being inept when charlie hits lenny with the bat uh and the whole thing about you know chugging a beer and stuff and how to play softball we're only four minutes this minutes into this episode and it's been brilliant absolutely fantastic yeah it just keeps hitting you yeah, yeah. Magic bat. That's it? Yeah, I got a magic bat too. And I got an enchanted job. I love how they thought that Homer actually had something <laughs> yeah, that would make them better. Right. Something magical. Like outside of just being a bat. Sure. Well, I was hit by lightning. But they don't know that. <laughs> that that's true. He probably could have explained that besides just a Bart. Oh, that man's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Thanks for coming. <laughs> he goes home and just watches his own walk off. See, walk off, you know baseball terminology. Uh. <laughs> oh, yes, the super slow mo. I love the sound effect. Oh, the fat jiggle. I love it. If my fattest bass at home played baseball, I would be hurt. There's a nice Babe Ruth reference with the called shot home run. This will play on it. Ooh, such a mighty wallop. 
Uh, why is Apu playing for Fort Springfield? He lives in the same neighbor as Homer. Yeah. I love how they all have their own bats now. I I'd love, love to that. see Charlie try to bat with a wooden leg. I want to see anybody on the planet bat with a wooden leg. Must have more than this to enter. I believe that's one of the jokes that gets cut off uh, in the Disney Plus version. Oh, yeah. 16 by 9. There's John Lovitz back as Aristotle. Another definite sports welder joke. Smithers, I've been thinking. Is it wrong to cheat in order to win a million dollar bet? Yeah, sir. Let me rephrase that. Is it wrong if I cheat <laughs> in order to win a million dollar bet? No, sir. Who would you like killed? No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Insinuating he's killed people before. Yes. I do like... Oh, yes. Okay, so let's let's pause this here for... Oh, wait, one second, one second. Let it, let it play. Let him name the players. Is it Smithers? I'm afraid all those so, have retired. Pause it for pause a section. Like as Smithers is about to say here, um, all of those players are long dead. Uh, but yeah, that yeah. is such a brilliant. Even if you're not a baseball fan, that is fantastic because the the old timey look, as well as the names that they chose, like the like Hannes Wagner was a fantastic baseball player in like 1908. But uh, and, and you know Mordecai Three Finger Brown, a fantastic pitcher. Um, Cap Hansen played in like the 1880s. But so the fact that Burns goes there and they pick names that also sound old timey with the old timey picture, oh, that's that is an absolutely fantastic show. Brilliant. Passed on. In fact, your your right fielder has been dead for 130 years. Damnation! All right, fighting, <laughs> living players, scour the professional ranks, the American League, the National League, the Negro League. I'm on my way, sir. Oh, and Smithies. You have 24 hours. Hmm? So great. And the fact that Burns still thinks mm -hmm. there's a Negro League. Yeah, here, see, Jose Canseco at a base, at a signing, perfect representation. Because he'll do anything for money. Hey, sorry. I thought you were a deer. Oh, that's okay. Happens all the time. Are you Mike Stosher? That's me. Happens all the time. Well, it's okay, but sometimes I wish I had something a little more blue collar. You know, with big machines and cool dials and stuff, like an oil refinery or a hydroelectric plant. We should talk. <laughs> and this is Elvis's Good for social. He did a great job he there. He wasn't rehearsing mm. or exercising. He liked to unwind by watching up to three TVs at once. Man, oh man, what a lifestyle. Excuse me, are you Ozzy Smith? Yes. I have a proposition for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What a gaudy house. Yeah. Come in. Can I get you something? What's your name? Steve Sachs is a musician, too, so this one actually makes sense. Oh, nice. And now I'd like to introduce the new members of our Happy Power Plant family. Our new security guard, Roger Clemens. Hello. Our new janitor, Wade Boggs. How you doing? Our new lunchroom cashier, Ken Grippy Jr. Like great Wade Boggs, hey, yeah. Our new will, uh, will make up jobs for these fellas later. Please say hello to Steve Sachs, Don Mattingly, Daryl Strawberry, Ozzy Smith, Mike Sosha, and Jose Canseco. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. 
It's too bad they didn't all get together in real life to like, I don't know, play homage. Play, yeah, play a game. Imagine like a charity thing where you could, uh, you know, donate money and you end up playing against this team. Even nowadays, it'd still be fun. The Jose can't say he'll probably steal your car keys. Oh, that is fun. Uh, yeah, throwback to your your cold open from uh, last season. Yep. Yeah. It's a great line. Forget it. He's bigger than me, faster than me, stronger than me, and he already has more friends around the plant than I do. You make me sick, Homer. You're the one who told me I could do anything if I just put my mind to it. Well, now that you're a little bit older, I can tell you that's a crock. No matter how good you are at something, there's always about a million people better than you. Gotcha. Can't win, don't try. Is your new manager? I want to see. Yeah, that's support. great life advice. No one is assured a spot in the starting lineup. I don't care if your name is Steve Sachs. I do like how Burns has the like kind of old timey gray look because a lot of teams still had that back then. Like they didn't have pure white, like uh, you know teams do for their home jerseys. It was like that, right, sh- yeah. that, that gross gray color. It promotes robust health. Ah, the brain and nerve tonic. What do you guess that would taste like? <laughs> it probably tastes like uh <laughs> oh man uh probably take like buckley's with a hint of grape i'm gonna That's say I imagine. yeah i would say it'd be like grape buckley's mixed with like some probably has like cocaine in it or something like old-timey medicine did <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much how rich people, yeah. Sports psychology, huge thing, though. That is a really huge thing now, yeah. Almost every professional athlete has a sports psychologist. This was really hard to get to do because, you know, they had to piece together all the voices, right? So they had to try to match up the timing and everything to get all the players. Uh, That would have been a pain in the butt, yeah. Oh, yes. That's one of the best visuals in the history of the show. That is absolutely amazing. I do like his big smile. Yeah. I love how he's just trying to do a good job and that this would actually be a thing. Completely no safety equipment at all, just walking around with nuclear waste in a barrel. Yeah. I mean, there you make any kind of mistake and boom, the press is all over you. Uh-oh. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, man. Is this a- yeah, so she did a really good job. Like, athletes, you know, they're, they're not actors, right? But he, he actually sounds pretty natural here. Like, he, he did pretty well. Okay, I'll take Millhouse. Hey, Mr. Box, will you be on my team? You got yourself a player. Damn. All right, I'll take... I love how they're just walking by for some reason. Uh, I love how he's just chugging that stuff in every single scene. Yeah. Mattingly, get rid of those sideburns. What sideburns? Yes. You heard me, hippie. Each guys aren't so tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for coming out, Wonderbat. Yep. Oh, 
Make no mistake, they peck a wallet. Sure do, Skip. Yes. Now, before I post the starting lineup, I want to assure those of you whose names are not on the list that I'm very disappointed in you. Something was lacking. Let's call it heart. No hustle either, Skip. That's right, Derek. I'm guessing Burns doesn't want his players to be dehydrated before the game. Yeah, or maybe they won't be able to sleep if they had too much tea or coffee. Some old school coaches, yeah, they'll also say like no sex and stuff before the Super Bowl or something. Yeah, like the whole Rocky thing, women, weekend legs. Yes, yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to get your whole. The fact that Homer, uh, he confuses Homer for Griffey is amazing. Unless, of course, my nine all-stars fall victim to nine separate misfortunes and are unable to play tomorrow, but that will never happen. I like that Burns is wearing his hat backwards here, too. It's almost like he's he's so confident that he's not going to be proper anymore. Yeah, that's not like him at all. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. free spirit right now. He's enjoying himself. And the giant quill, too, is pretty good. What seems to be the problem, officer? It's enough out of you, smart guy. Reach for your license. Slowly. Well, well. <laughs> oh, man. I heard some guy got killed in New York City. And never so, are Eddie and Lou, like, are they are they arresting Steve and, like, giving him a hard time because he plays because they lost to Homer's team? Is that why they're doing this? Like, because they're not bad guys. Are they just doing this because they're, they're told to? So, yes, there's yeah. poor dead Mike Sosha. Oh. Get left. It'd be a pretty cool episode if they like they they brought these guys back uh, and then faced the team of current day major leaguers like uh, Aristotle Amadopoulos brought he brought a whole new bunch of major leaguers uh, like before for for this year's softball and Burns went back to his old trusted guys to win one more game. That'd be pretty cool. Once again, Simpsons like a Space right Jam thing, but with baseball. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's uh, amazing. And he's still drinking it. Uh, and Canseco hated this part. He didn't get it. Probably because it shows him being a good person, and he's not. Yeah. Man. He really never got it, eh? No. They did they uh, they did a pretty good job with the likeness of most of the players. That really doesn't look like Jose Canseco. I'm good at it and I can't do it anymore. Especially because his hair is darker. Oh, me, you're good at lots of things. Like what? Like snuggling. Yeah, none of my friends can watch me. <laughs> and I say England's greatest prime minister was Lord Palmerston. Hit the elder. How did they come up that they would be arguing about this? Hit <laughs> the elder. Oh man. Lord Palmerston. Nice work, boys. Don't I at least get to call my lawyer? You watch too many movies, sex. I don't care how many times somebody said it to him. If I ever see Wade Boggs in person, uh God rest his soul, I will always say I will say to him, Lord Palmerston. And how did they... This is just amazing. How did they come up with this? <laughs> Where do you think... Like, what? 
This is yeah. That, that might be okay. one of the first real random humor things. So like anything, anything can happen in this universe. <laughs> Go to a carnival and possibly die. Almost face of the earth. And it's not even a carnival. It's just out in the middle of nowhere. It's true. Yeah, it's not even set up. It's just boom. There's a carnival. Like yeah. Uh, Smithers continues to wear his. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's taking a picture. Uh, he continues to wear his uh, employee ID badge. Yes. Yes, ma'am. What about Clemens? Sir, he's in no condition to play. <laughs> and that is Clemens actually doing the, the clucking. My starting pitcher thinks he's a chicken. Make no mistake, I'm going to report this to the American Hypnotical Association. But I did a good job. A good job. Oh, well, I guess it's not your fault. I feel like good job. when I watched this the first time, I suspected that I I someone had conspired to do this to all the players. That would actually make sense, but oh, I love Matt and his haircut. That's amazing. All right, you and there's the I still like him better than Steinbrenner. Predict in the future. But without my beloved ringers, you're all I've got. So I uh, want you to remember some inspiring things that someone else may have told you in the course of your lives. <laughs> Go out there and win. <laughs> Not so fast, Simpson. The man who plays your position is still here. Hippopine. Oh. How about Darius just got that big smile? He's just waving. And so when Bart and Lisa um, razz him here with the Daryl, this actually did happen in the 86 World Series. The Red Sox fans, of course, in Boston, got on him and wouldn't stop chanting Daryl. He didn't care, but this part's great. Mm. Oh, he cries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, if... It's too bad the Shelbyville guy wasn't behind all this. I think it would make more sense. Yeah. But I like the random aspect to it at the same time. No, that's true. Especially like going into a different dimension. Yes. And Ozzy Smith sits in like another city. Or not Ozzy Smith, Strawberry. Oh, dear. Children, tell me when your father stopped scratching himself. Kids? We'll tell you, Mom. All right. Tiger. 43-43, <laughs> bottom of the ninth. That's basically softball. Every softball game. Yeah, there's no no good defense. Good effort today. Take a lap and hit the showers. I'm putting in a right-handed batter to hit for you. What? You're pitch hitting for me? Yes. You see... Okay, the pitcher is clearly a right-handed pitcher when he's standing on the mound holding the ball up and down in his left hand, or right hand. <laughs> oh, the signals, yes. Uh -huh. However, I can take that off by dusting my hands thusly. Got it. If I want you to bunt, it'll touch my belt buckle not once, not twice, but thrice. Oh. Not once, not twice, but thrice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I wish I was home with a big bag of potato chips. Mmm, potato chips. Got that, Simpson? Yes, sir. Now, batting for Daryl Strawberry, Homer Simpson. That's a great PA announcer for a softball game. Yeah, now the pitchers. Oh, yeah. look, I love the signal. Oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh, now he gets to go to first base. No, Mom, it counts as a hit. Dad, just run the game. Well, I guess he'll be happy when he comes to. Probably mush that crayon on his brain a little bit. Yeah, and look at that team picture. <laughs> I love Ozzy's man up in the corner. Love his daddy's still in the other dimension. <laughs> uh, that's now probably get, the best group shot. Yeah, now we get talking softball. The power plant had won it with Roger Clemens clucking all the while. Mike Sosha's tragic illness made us smile. While Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom tile, we're talking softball. How many writers do you think were huge fans of baseball? Oh, definitely a, a, a large lot. chunk yeah. of the room. If they were, if they were able to do the football passion project, yeah. This was probably their crowning achievement, maybe still to this day. Yeah, and Terry Cashman, the writer of, well, he he did this version too the right of talking baseball he says talking softball became more popular than the original song i wonder if this is on spotify or whatever you just I don't know. listen I don't to it, it is, but it is it's, it's so good and there goes ozzy well it is now oh yeah i guess so <laughs> whenever you want to Thanks listen to, to it with our voices on it <laughs> yeah yeah i guess it's got kind of us talking over top of it but it's the price you pay um man we you listed a bunch of qualities about this episode before we started it uh with the the visuals the sign gags the overall storyline the the joke the pacing pretty much everything that could go right went right they did a wonderful job of mixing every single player in and again the the star was despite being a major you know star or celebrity the episode wasn't just about them being in the episode. It was what they were able to bring to the table, in this case, a baseball game and being ringers for a baseball game and having a little fun with themselves and being able to go outside the box and literally out with Ozzy Smith's case outside the box and <laughs> do something crazy and out there um, that they could maybe not do in uh, in the real world in terms of like, you know, their interviews and stuff like that, they could be a little bit silly, maybe be themselves and loosen up a bit. Pro athletes don't really get to do that. So it hit with everything here. This, I'm sticking by it. This is a perfect 10. If I have to rank the top five episodes in Simpsons history, it's easily within the top five. And it very well has a chance to be number one. There's a couple I can think of off the top of my head. We'll get there when the time comes. But this is one of the perfect 10s in the series for me, hands down. What about you? You went with a 9.5 to begin. Does this episode hit the 10 for you? This episode does not hit 10 no. for me. Now, 
I think the reason why yours hits 10 and mine, I'm going to bump it up to a 9.8, by the way, um, is I'm not as big of a baseball fan as you are. So I feel like that gives it like that extra boost for perfection for you. That's how I feel. Um, you grew up watching baseball. You knew all the players, you know, you've watched them play. Uh, you do, do you do fantasy baseball? I used to, I'm not really. Yeah. Like you were really into it. Um, I'm simply not, I'm not super into baseball, but I was still able to really enjoy the episode. That's how I'm looking at it. Um, the story is great. I'm, I'm always a huge sucker for sports episodes in general. And uh, so many gags. Great, good writing too. Uh, it had a little bit of everything, really. Um, fantastic episode. Yeah, it would definitely be in my top 10. Yeah, and a 9.8 is still your highest end rating for any episode that we have watched so far. I do think you're right. I think there's a little bit of that baseball bias entering it. Uh, into into my score because I am such a big baseball fan. You know, like I am a uh, a Yankees fan, and though Don Mattingly's career ended before I started watching baseball when I was a kid, um, you know, it's so cool to see, uh, you know, the the captain of the New York Yankees in this kind of funny moment like that, as well as a little jab at Steinbrenner and the feuding that he had with pretty much, uh, well, not all, but a number of players. So that probably does creep its way into my ranking a little bit. So yeah, I think you're right. That's probably why it gets the perfect 10 rating for me. There were a lot of gags to choose from. Um, There's a lot. Yeah. I, I had mine what I thought it would be from the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still the same thing. I'm curious to see what yours is though. And mine has been my favorite for a long, long time. It's one of my All favorites right. ever. But what are, you, what are you going with here? What are you choosing from? Uh, so initially I thought the gag that I was going to pick prior to watching the episode, was the sideburns gag. Um, right. I thought it was, you know, still very funny to this day, even though I know it's coming. But I think the carnival gag and how it pays off in the end as well um, with the team photo, how <laughs> it's like just in the background as a spirit still falling into the abyss of a different dimension. Um that to me, I think is my favorite. Although, like, you know, there's a lot to choose from here. You got the Barney argument, which I almost chose that. Yeah. Um, like I don't want to name them all to steal your thunder, but there was a lot of good gags. Uh, but that's that that would be my favorite. A lot. And the fact that they were able to write in a crazy way that all the players except for Strawberry, because obviously that's Homer's position, end up being um taken out of the big game was pretty great. Uh, you went with the mystery spot and that is my favorite as well. I, I remember the first time I saw that when I was a kid and I absolutely loved it. The fact that you don't really know what happens to him when he first goes into the tent, all you hear is him sounding like he's falling or something. But for Mr. For Smithers, the, the line of it, just like, he's kind of shocked because he can't really figure out why. But he says to Mr. Burns and Ozzy Smith seems to have vanished from the face of the earth and the quick cut back to Smith falling into the whatever dimension he's in. Yeah, with right? the EMC squared <laughs> and he still finds that fascinating that he takes a picture takes and a photo, continues to yeah. fall. And not that's still not the final payoff. Like you said, the payoff finally does come when he's basically like his his soul, I guess, or his ghost is from the other dimension is still in the team photo falling absolutely fantastic the way they worked it in for three different 
portions of the episode. Sideburns is very close. Sideburns and Lord Palmerston. Yeah. Both are very close for me, especially because of the Mattingly influence there too. Uh, in, in the former Yankee captain, um, that one, I really do great. Cause, cause like it, it's, it's such a, it's one of those things. I think it hits you more if you are a Yankees fan and you know how anal George Steinbrenner could be about certain things and how he was a pain in the ass. And you can see him saying that. And he did. He, he literally did. They clashed over his hair. It wasn't sideburns, but it was the length of his hair a year later. So it's 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 absolutely perfect in that sense for me. But the Aussie Smith thing, man, I don't know how. That's, that has <laughs> Very to be Spence. random. It has to be the weirdness of John Swartzwelder because that is it's so out there, but so amazing, um, and so random. That's our first real crazy ass random moment of the series, and it's perfect. I love it. It's one of my all time favorite gags in this show. I've said what I can say about this episode. Perfect ten, um, close for you. I think I know which episode is going to get it for you. It might be at the end of season three, beginning of season four, uh, that ends up getting your first perfect 10. And it may be my second as well. We'll see. Coming up next, though, is separate vocations. One where we when we were looking at the, the back end of season three, we were kind of like, eh, not so good from what we remember. Well, I remember yeah. really disliking the episode when I was a kid. I actually, I think I turned it off most of the time after the first act. Uh, because the first act is good, but the, um, actually, no, I'm not even thinking of the right episode. I'm thinking of Bart's friend falls in love. So I remember this as being a very meh episode for a couple of reasons. Um, but we'll see. That's the whole point of this series, but now it is time for the time of all times, your favorite time of the episode. And that's plug time. Follow us on Twitter, everybody at Simpson underscore EBE. And then after you do that, if you can like and rate us on whatever platform you're listening to us. And then if you want to go the extra mile so that Nick and I can start building our own Wonder Bats, you can donate to the show by clicking the link in the episode description called Buy Me a Coffee. You throw a couple bucks Nick and mine's way and we'll, we'll get going on those bats. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know how well mine will perform, if it will even work per se. But yeah, I, I could give that a try. Sure, we can put our money towards that. Um, you know what I haven't done is giving a shout out to random listener uh, spot in the world. I haven't done that in a while. Give me a location, Shane, and I will give it a, sh- a shout out. Uh, to like a country? Call. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, hmm. Oh, we did Germany already, didn't we? I was going to say Germany. Um, um, maybe. I don't know, actually. I can't remember. Let's do, uh, let's do China. Uh, let's do China. All right. Uh, shout out to Taiwan, province of China, and our listeners in Taipei. It's not China, but it kind of is. But somebody will probably get really mad at me for saying that. Probably, but yeah. There it is. So uh, shout out to, <laughs> uh, to Taiwan. Um, it's, it's not China. They want it to be China, I think. I don't know what's going on over there. Figure it out. There's a lot so, of that uh, stuff going on because <clears throat> the British did a bunch of stuff in China. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, way to be Britain. Thanks for thanks for now. We we're, we're left with the, the leftovers. Uh, but thank you very much for, for listening. Um, we have fun doing this. I, I love watching uh, episodes, especially great ones like this with Shane. And I hope you have fun listening to us as well. We'll be back with two new episodes every single Friday, as long as I don't get the Osaka flu again. Um, and that's the plan. Or I'm some for some reason I have to move again. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, not those things. Of those things. hopefully, everyone no. stays healthy. Yeah, indeed. And now, Shane, um, 
my challenge for you because you had some really good ones in the last couple of episodes. You picked the exact line that I was hoping for. What do you think of my baby's one? The Rugrats was good. I didn't expect that. It was very, very good. Very, very good indeed. You're, you're killing it with your challenges to end the episode. My challenge to you here is to give something that reminds us of baseball, but it can't be obviously the talking baseball or talking softball song. Anything else that reminds you of baseball, like sitting in a stadium, having your peanuts or your flapjacks, whatever you want to eat at a baseball game. Give me something that kind of reminds you of that element of sitting inside of a baseball stadium. Now I miss that because I wish I was watching some baseball because we're recording this at the beginning of February. But <laughs> we will see. Anyways, It'll be spring that, before you know it. It will. Hey, the, uh, one of them groundhogs said uh, our Ontario one. He said that it was going to be an early spring where that gypsy oh. down in, in Pennsylvania said that it, was, it wasn't going to be. And, well, now uh, they need to fight to the death. Yeah, they do. And if you're one of those idiots who posts on Twitter, like, why do people uh, listen to a groundhog? And even if you're doing it sarcastically, you're still an idiot because that doesn't need to be said because it's a groundhog. We're just having fun. Figure it people out. People have weird traditions. We're all yeah, just exactly. having fun. I bet one of those people are drinking beers while looking at the groundhog. It's like one of the it's one of them it's one of them Netherlands things or something like that probably because the the Dutch they always have the Dutch have some weird traditions they they used to bring out the you know they they still thought up until a couple of years ago some people still think it's appropriate that they have the little guys and running around in blackface helping oh, out Santa my, Claus my brain immediately went to Austin Powers three uh, Austin Powers dad his line about the Dutch. Oh. two things I can't stand in this world. People who don't understand, or what was the line exactly? People who are intolerant of other people's right. cultures and the Dutch. That's a fantastic <laughs> line. Absolutely great. So all, to all of our Dutch friends who want to cancel us, um, go ahead. But we have uh, we had a lot of fun doing this one. Looking forward to whatever separate vocations brings us. Play us out, Shane. Bye for now. There was only one night game a year. On the 4th of July, the whole sky would brighten up with fireworks, giving us just enough light for a game. We played our best then, because I guess we all felt like the big leaguers under the lights of some great stadium. Benny felt like that all the time. We all knew he was going to go on to bigger and better games, because every time we stopped to watch the sky on those nights, like regular kids, he was there to call us back. You see, for us, baseball was a game. But for Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez, baseball was life.